1: wooden spoon and i'm very excited for this episode of the sit down i'm followed by fellow italian american and um singer songwriter chris regiro 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 how how do how does everybody pronounce
0: it well everybody pronounces it different but actually the the real pronunciation would be regiro regiro
1: What's the craziest pronunciation? Because I know Nico Toliano, I'd get in Toliono, Toliano, Taliano. You no,
0: know, we used to get the substitutes in school sometimes, and, and they would say things that uh, I wouldn't even say that, you know, I'm present because it wasn't my name. <laughs> you know, they were talking about me. I thought it was some other Chris that was in the class. <laughs> like Regiero, Reggie something. I don't even know what they would say.
1: I know. Crazy. There's also, I think this is a Sopranos episode, Mr. Ruggiero's Neighborhood. That just reminded me of that, but. Anyways, it probably is, and I'm surprised I haven't seen it yet because that's my favorite show. I know, I think don't quote me, I want to say season three, but um, whatever. (laughs) Nonetheless, how are you doing, man? How's it going? I'm well, how are you? Good, good. How's uh, like getting out of almost pandemic life? How was uh, this whole past? I'm sure it was tough for you. I know I talked to a lot of the singers, the performers, and they just uh feel all cooped up,
0: Uh, of course. Well, you know, for me, it's tough because. You know, one of my favorite things to do is to be on stage and perform. Um, And obviously we haven't been able to do much of that at all during the pandemic. Um, But it's kind of been a little bit of a blessing in disguise in some way because I've been able to use a lot of that time to work on my show, uh, which I never would have had before. I mean, I work like five days a week now on new songs um, and it it takes up a lot of time, but I, I love it. And I'm so fortunate now that I've had the time to spend with my manager. And uh, really work on the show. And, you know, when I sang on PBS a a couple of years ago, a lot of people don't even know, um, but I was, that was like one of the first times I was ever on stage. And I had no time at all to, um, you know, prepare for the show. I didn't even, I didn't even really know what was going on. I had no idea that it was going to be a televised uh, TV special. So I literally walked in that day. and I I just thought I was doing another uh, oldie show. Mm-hmm. I had no idea at all that was going to be on TV. So now that I have all this time and I have nothing to do, you know, I spend it on what I definitely should be doing. You know, the whole look, the onstage look, the stage presence. And um, so, yeah.
1: That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Uh... You got to take advantage of every situation, of course. And um, sure. I think um, the people that are going to come out this the best out of the whole pandemic, everything is the people that have taken the time to take a step back, do some reflections and start preparing for the future. And I'm very excited to see what you have planned in the future. But like, let's take it all the way back, I guess, to start off the podcast. So like, when was the first time you like got into music or I guess your origin story, per se?
0: Sure. So when I was about 12 years old, I was in my grandpa's car. And we were on the way to my little league baseball game, mm. and uh, he had a CD popped in the CD player, and it happened to be his friend Larry Chance and the Earls CD. And uh, the song that was playing was called "On the Streets of the Bronx." I don't know if you know the song. That's it was the, in the best. It was song, in the right, Bronx. Style, the, uh, you know the real yep. slow version, but uh, Larry Chance and the Earls they they made a real more upbeat version, and it was like boom, 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 ba, boom, boom. And that's how it started. So I heard this, and I was like, Poppy, what is that? You know, I never heard this before in my life, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, he said, oh, that's doo-wop. I said, well, what's doo I had no idea. And, until I was 12 years old, I was never into music at all. I mean, ever. Um, there was always music playing around my house. My mom always had on the Frank Sinatra stuff, Dean Martin, Frankie Valley, Paul Anka. But I, I guess I never really paid attention to it mm-hmm. too much. Um, and like I said, until I was 12 and uh, after that baseball game that day, I went home and I looked up every possible song that I could find that had anything to do with with doo-wop. Gee, I I started uh, Paul Anka, Mm -hmm. um, Johnny Maestro in the Crests, Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, the Dupree's, the classics, everything. And uh, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. And I went from one thing to the other and I just somehow learned all these songs as if I actually was born back then it's so cool. kind of weird because there's not like one song that I don't know mm-hmm. so that's I, awesome because I, that's that's awesome I feel like
1: a lot of people especially growing up Italian-American um we're all we're all so familiar with this music I mean you so you more so than anybody especially almost a generation behind too with the do-ups and everything but it kind of just just like you saying that reminded me of a funny story um I was in I want to say first grade and Catholic school. So like really small class, like 15, 20 kids. And, um, my teacher started playing the song and she goes, if anybody could tell me who sings this song, she pulled out a dollar, which everybody went crazy. Cause it's in first grade who like, Oh, we're going to win a dollar. We're going to win a dollar. And so she's what a of,
0: dollar meant something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, today they'd be, um, given Bitcoin, but what?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, so she's like a dollar. If anybody could, um, tell me who sings this song and i'm and i'm like right off the bat i kind of knew it but i was like shy i didn't want to like say anything and then everyone's guessing like current singers i'm trying to even think of anybody current this was 2000 maybe the year 2000 2001 and then everyone's singing i don't know like backstreet boys i can't even remember i couldn't tell you what the guesses were then i raised my hands i go that's andrea bocelli and she and then she's like yep that's it they played conte partio and i went up and got the dollar so it's uh Definitely, I could relate to growing up in the old school music from my nona, my mom, everything like that, so it was a- Out of doubt. Yeah, so you get into this music, you start learning all of it, and then when did you realize, I'm pretty fascinated by that, when did you realize you had a really good voice? Um,
0: you know, I, I don't know, about maybe <laughs> days ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, my, my problem was that I was always so nervous that I never wanted to sing in front of anybody. I mean, even in, in school choir, uh, I never wanted to sing. Cause I sound like a girl. Mm. So I was always shy to sing. Cause I was embarrassed that I sound like a girl. And then, um, I say when I, when I was in, uh, let's see, high school, my teacher made me join the men's choir. I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with it at all. Oh, so in high school. So in high school, really more, um, that's when that's when I actually sang in front of people for the first time because I had to it in the men's choir, and uh, and I was so nervous. I mean, the first day I didn't even want to go to class. I almost skipped class mm-hmm. because I didn't want to sing in front of anyone. Um, but to make a long story short, I ended up singing in the still of the night with the men's choir, which is a song by the Five Satins, and it was one of the first songs I ever learned. And uh, we did that song in a duo show that we had at my school. And that, and I was the one to put together the duop show. I, I always wanted to to put together a duop show since I was little. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Lions Club helped me out. We put together the show, and the men's choir sang on it, and I ended up singing. So that was actually the first show that I ever sang on in front of anyone.
1: So cool, so cool. So that was sure um, that was a nice homage to your grandfather too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he loved it, and he you was got there. to go
1: and you got to see it and everything.
0: Oh yeah. He would he wouldn't miss a show at all. So great.
1: Awesome. So, I mean, after that, I mean, did you, just, was it like, like your, was it that, like the moment, like, okay, maybe I want to start singing and see if I could pursue this a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Because you know, the feeling I got from being on stage and, and being up there in a suit, I love getting dressed up, but, but being up there and, and looking out and seeing that look on everyone's face know that that twinkle in their eye that I took them back to a whole nother place in a different time Mm -hmm. was like you know I thought I said wow I really love this and I love making I always like making people happy Mm -hmm. I like cracking jokes making people laugh so the thought that I could do that and and just do what I love why would I not want to do that you know and ever since then that's been my thing Awesome. So great to hear. So, I mean, after
1: that, what are like the next steps? Because I feel like even if like maybe there's some high schoolers listening that have a good voice or I don't know, we have somewhat of a young audience too listening in. So what would you say, like, because what were your next steps, I guess, before we get into any specifics?
0: Sure. That? I mean, my next steps, you know, I, I met someone who was familiar with some shows in the area that we had. And so what, what area happened-
1: was this before?
0: Uh, Westchester, New York. Okay, cool. So I live in Westchester. It's about an hour north of Manhattan. So there will be maybe four doo-wop shows a year in our area. And uh, so he said, you know, uh, why why don't you sing on one of them? You know, we'll try to get you to sing on one of them. So I did. And uh, I I did two songs Mm -hmm. uh, to tracks. I don't don't even remember what songs I did. I I think I did like Can't Take My Eyes Off You Mm -hmm. and uh, Diana by Paul Anka. And I, I did that, and I was so nervous. I mean, every time before I did a show, then I'd be shaking. I was like so sick because I wanted to get it right, and there was so many people watching me. I was still really, really shy. Um, for the most part, when I would sing, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even tell people when I met them that I was a singer at all because I didn't want them to ask, which everybody asks. Oh, you know, sing me a song. Oh my God. You go out <laughs> to dinner with someone. They say, Oh, sing, sing me a song. So, and I, I never liked to sing one on one. I still don't really like singing one-on-one. I'd rather sing in front of more people. I don't know why, whatever that is. But um, so that's kind of, you know, what the next step was. Um, And then it just kind of spiraled into more and more and uh, a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And so, you know, and I I found somebody who believes in me. So that was the big part, because without him, I wouldn't be doing this. Awesome. and we'll, we'll see where it goes from here, but I'm happy that I'm doing what I love and I'm really happy that it makes other people happy. Mm, for sure. I love, I mean, even just talking, to you, I love when, Um, I
1: think a lot of people kid get, um, get this. They love talking to people that are doing something that they love. Like I'm fascinated by that. We just had a podcast with a chef and she talked about kind of jumping in for with to business for herself. And it's just like, I love hearing those stories and cause that's, very very inspiring i'm sure to a lot of people listening and to other people ready to take the leap into whatever they love to do so kudos to you on that for sure (laughs) thank you yeah so um you do a lot of italian festivals too right yes Mm -hmm. without a doubt any um in particular that like stand out or i guess any like places in general like performing that um you like to more so than others or maybe some of your favorites
0: Oh, yeah. Well, as far as uh, Italian festivals go, obviously, I I love any Italian festival um, because, you know, I'm surrounded by my people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get to sing a lot of Italian songs and uh, I get to have Zeppelis. I mean, I love Zeppelis all day. (laughs) All day. Yeah. And uh, for me, you know, I'm so proud to be Italian. And I'm like everyone else, you know, I I love those mob movies like everybody else loves. And there's a reason why Goodfellas and The Godfather and every other mafia movie you could think of was so great and became famous. But I guess if you really want to focus on who we are as Italians, we need to think of, you know, people like Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Vivaldi, and those are just artists. You know, we're famous scientists and explorers, too. Mm -hmm. And when people think of Italian-Americans like us, I hope they see us in the light of, you know, real some real famous people who made some contributions as well, like Frank Sinatra, you know, Frankie Valley, Tony Bennett, Bobby Rydell, Frankie Avalon. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And uh, they were people that weren't necessarily born with everything, you know, handed mm-hmm. to them. They, uh, a lot of them, really worked their way up the line. You know, worked their way out of poverty, and became stars. So, you know, I think that's really cool. And I'd like to follow in their footsteps and sort of carry the torch in some small way.
1: Very well said. I do think sometimes um, the Italian culture almost gets overlooked because of, like you said, like movies like The Godfather, Goodfellas. Like Although, like, they're the greatest movies, like, just in a general sense. But, um, yeah, you don't hear about, like, somebody, maybe like Lee Iacocca, for example, who was in charge of car companies in the early 50s or 60s or whatever like an amazing italian american entrepreneur so i think sometimes maybe we should focus more on like guys like that that have like came from the ground up like sinatra and made like an, a, a legacy almost so oh yeah very cool What about? yeah so um do you do any songwriting on your own or have any like originals or
0: you know i i actually don't at the moment but uh, we actually had a meeting today about that. And uh, I'm going to start writing a little bit. I, I never really had the time to write, um, mm-hmm. but now I have you know, plenty of time and uh, I'm going to start writing some stuff and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Cause I have some ideas in my head and uh, some things that I want to let the world know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you plan on putting like the doo-wop spin on that and mixing it in with like something current, like with like an old flair almost?
0: Well, every song that I ever sing, for the most part, I think is always going to have that maybe an older feel to it, or, or some message somehow um, from a, a different time period. But it's it's definitely going to be more modern, uh, something that you know people our age could listen to. But I'm never going to forget um, where I came from. I guess you could say. I, you know, I, my, uh, my my baby is doo-wop. It mm. always has been. Um, but. But, you know, I'm really growing into a lot of other different types of music as well. More 60s stuff, 70s stuff now. I love Billy Joel. I love Elton John. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as, um, you know, singers from nowadays, modern singers, I love um, Bruno Mars. I think Bruno Mars is great. I think mm-hmm. Seth Smith is great. Shawn Mendes. So if you could kind of put that all together somehow and spin it up and, and, um, create a, a, a song out of that i think that's what it's going to sound like all right you could take my money now then that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right you got
1: it yeah so i mean like me too i feel like too like almost like the tiktok generation that we're like getting into of like new music and stuff i feel like kids are going back like you saw it with whatever that guy dog face his name is with oh my god don't even i can't even remember the song but like now i'm seeing like Billy Joel, like like you said, Elton John, I'm seeing like all these old time singers like on my TikTok feed. I'm like, that's really cool to see. It's not all like.
0: Cause... Yeah, and and when you say that, I get the chills because that's always something I've wanted is to somehow make the kids our age, learn or know about the music from the 50s and 60s and, and kind of uh, really adapt to it. I mean, on TikTok, you see, Put Your Head on My Shoulder was mm-hmm. one of the number one songs this year put your head on my shoulders been all over this and i heard it on tiktok for the first time and i said what well, what's going on you know these kids know this song <laughs> and uh and then i i go down the street and i hear kids playing it and i'm like that you know that's that's great it makes me so happy even my mm-hmm. friends are singing it and they're singing songs like i only have eyes for you um can't take my eyes off you mm-hmm. and i'm like where did you guys hear that stuff you know and it so it really gets me really excited i, I love that for sure and i sure. hope that the, it comes back even more than it is
1: i know i know that's like one of the main reasons like i, I say this i like kind of over and over again but that's why i love kind of putting a lot of my energy in terms of content on tiktok because it's super young and we can like keep traditions alive like through the younger generation i i I sound like I'm beating a dead horse sometimes but like that's why like I always focus on TikTok hitting the young generation. I'm sure like you're able to hit like multiple generations when you're performing on stage at like from Italian festivals to doing um stuff on social media as well.
0: Sure. And, and you know at the festivals we really get a really a wide range of of ages because you get grandkids, parents, grandparents, and so you get the whole family there and i think that's what's what's great and especially that time just everybody comes together
1: i know i miss the festivals we did it i was only able to do it for one season just selling the shirts and um flags and everything and i like i fell in love with it immediately and then i was getting ready for the 2020 season and then yeah. getting ready for my t-shirt designs what i was gonna get oh, for to sell and then just
0: yeah nothing I was, looking, I was looking so forward to the feast of little italy in manhattan and because uh, and, I go every year, I go with my friends and this year it got canceled. It was like such a bummer because I really look forward to that. It's just like, just seeing everybody. I feel like it's my family and then the extended family. It's like a giant family reunion. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I know there's some fun. There's, I mean, everyone's awesome. It seems like everyone's in a good mood. So do you know of any that, I mean, I just kind of want to know too, cause do you know of anything that are, that's planned already or just everything kind of up in the air festival
0: wise? Festival wise, you know what, I, I really don't know. I'm actually having dinner tonight with the uh, with the guy who books the uh, feast for Wildwood, New Jersey. Okay. Which is a, It's a great feast. It's not big at all, but it's two nights and uh, it's in a park and uh, it looks like a baseball diamond mm-hmm. and it's full. You can't even walk. They come wow. at like, you know, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning with their lounge chairs, beach chairs. They set them up, go home and come back at five at night, five at night for the entertainment. So and, cool. uh, and they have acts like the Dupree's there, Bobby Rydell. Uh, I did that that feast two years in a row, so it's awesome. So I'm hoping they have it this October. I guess I guess I'll find out tonight. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, what are
1: some of like your favorite other places to go? Kind of out, like, do you go like out the East Coast or any funny like travel stories? I guess.
0: Well, I mean, I like any place where uh, you know, give me a stage and a spotlight mm-hmm. and and a microphone, of course, and I'll sing for you. Um, as far as favorite places go. I mean, as long as they have a, a popcorn stand and and a bar, so I can have a Pepsi there before the show, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, there's so many beautiful theaters. It's really hard to pick one. Mm-hmm. You know? There's so many nice ones, without sure. a doubt, for sure.
1: And you're kind of like kind of in that sweet spot too in the Westchester area, where New York's close, Jersey's close. Then you got yeah. like the East Coast, like Boston, Rhode Island, all those great cities.
0: Yeah, and I I always like performing close to home because a lot of family come to the show. A lot of my friends come. And I mean, there's no better feeling than looking out in the audience and then seeing my parents there, my mom crying and my grandma crying (laughs) at the show because they (laughs) see I work so hard. And, and, you know, so uh, that's great. So I I like performing close to home, but I also like traveling too because I see so many new faces, so many people I get to meet that I never met before. I never thought of meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's great, because I I love meeting people, you know, being Italian, we love to just talk and meet new people and make more friends who become uh, family later on. And, uh, and, I mean, I've met so many people out in Las Vegas, um, in California, when I went out there, Um, entertainers like Clint Holmes, the Righteous Brothers, people that I never even uh, thought I'd meet in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been really a great experience so far. That must be cool. Now you have a,
1: you have a show's coming up, right? I do actually. Well, let's plug, plug them away.
0: Sure. So we have a, a show. Uh, it's a, a metropolitan zoom show. So it's, it's all on zoom. It's going to be, we have a bunch of people signed up for it so far. Awesome. Um, and, and it's really easy to access. Then we have a show in Lorain, Ohio, a show in Las Vegas. That's going to be April 18th. I'm really looking forward to Vegas because uh, I haven't performed in Vegas yet. Oh, so cool. Um, and of course, I mean, it's, it's Las Vegas. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And uh, I'll actually be at the Italian American Club there. So speaking awesome. of uh, being Italian. And uh, and then there'll uh, be more to be announced soon, I guess.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Vegas is one place that I have yet to go as well. That's been on been on the list since obviously since I hit 21, just haven't had a chance to go out. So how
0: old, how old are you, 21?
1: 24.
0: Oh, 24. Okay, so you're a little
1: older than me. Yeah. So I've been trying to get out there. It's tough, especially with what
0: what's going on lately. But I know, and not much is open yet. You know, so it's not like the real uh, Vegas experience. I wanted to go for my 21st birthday, um, but obviously everything was closed. So I uh, I stayed home for my 21st birthday. Ah, that's rough. That's rough. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's like you get you get
1: like your 21st hyped up for 20 21 or 20 and yeah 20 years 11 months, and then
0: yeah and now i'll be 22 next month and i still haven't had my 21st birthday oh, geez, that's okay i guess we can go back and, and try to do it again
1: for sure for sure well i'm sure if once if you make it out to buffalo um i will definitely help you celebrate a 21st birthday <laughs> we'll go out for a glass of wine for sure for sure but um where could everybody um follow you where could oh before like we end it um I wanted to talk about your cooking show because that's awesome as well. So, how did that all spring about?
0: Well, so for my whole life, I've loved to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is about cooking that I absolutely love. I guess it's the creative side. Um, I'm not one to follow a recipe, mm-hmm. so uh, I follow recipes for baking, but other than that, I just like throwing stuff in the pan and and sort of making whatever my mind wants to make for that day. Um, But, you know, I've been doing these cooking shows and putting them on Facebook and YouTube, and people seem to really like it. They tell me, you know, Chris, I made your meatballs, Uh, I made your focaccia bread, and, you know, and they ask me where I learned to to cook. And I really don't know where I learned to cook for the most part, uh, except for certain things, like I make uh, homemade pasta from scratch, not out of the box. I mean, I eat it out of the box, of course, but when I actually have time, like uh, last Sunday, I made it from scratch, and I just learned um, from, from watching people. Um, I used to go to my friend's uh, house. Her grandmother would come here every, um, every year for Christmas from Italy. Uh-huh. She's 85 years old. She doesn't speak a lick of English at all. <laughs> I, I mean, not even hello. And uh, I would just sit right next to the stove and watch her roll out the pasta dough on a, 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 you know, a 10-foot table with a giant wooden dowel and roll the dough out at 85 years old. How she did it, I have no idea. <laughs> and just from watching that, and, and I couldn't even ask questions because she didn't speak English. So I would just watch and see how many eggs she put in, how much flour she put in. And I guess from watching over the years and watching my mom, because my mom's a good cook too, I just kind of learned how to cook. So uh, I don't know where I really got it from, but like I said, I, I'll, I'll make you anything you want. I love awesome. to just whip up things real fast and uh and i'd love my own cooking show someday on tv i think that'd be, that'd be really fun cool. cooking yeah, love- singing show i could see it now I, I know everybody says that cooking and singing i'd love that i have so many things i want to sing and so many things i want to cook and there's only so many days in the year so i know i know. I gotta get moving on that
1: well who knows with youtube the way it is facebook social media it could come sooner than you think yeah yeah, but sp- speaking of all the social medias, tell everybody where they could find you, where they could purchase tickets for the Zoom show, everything like that.
0: Sure. Um, you can find me and purchase tickets for shows at ww.chrisregirosings.com. You could find me on Facebook. Uh, you could type in Chris Regiro. My Facebook page comes up. Uh, you'll see videos and pictures there, and we post all the shows there as well. Um, and that's and you can find me on Instagram, Chris Ruggiero Sings. And uh, Twitter as well.
1: All right. well. We'll put the we'll put the links in the description for sure. Sure.
0: Yeah, but awesome. uh, you can definitely find me in those places. And uh, I hope to see everyone at some point and meet everyone who's watching at shows. I know. Let's
1: get the world back open and start coming to festivals and shows. I'm, I'm excited. Without a doubt. Me too. I can't wait. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. Thank you. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you, Nico. All right. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to it, and we will see you in the next episode. Ciao.